let me psychoanalyze you. You're stupid. I need to have negative thoughts to keep me safe from the saber-toothed tiger that's gonna pop out and eat me as soon as I step out of my cave. Humans, we're pretty fucked up, but there's beauty in that imperfection. Hello, hello, what is up, Floodsters? Welcome back. It's another day. It's another sunny, sunny day here in Boulder, Colorado, coming to you once again from Basement Studio. Yeah, let's see, what have I been up to? Well, I just got home from hanging out with a friend who is going to be out of town for like a month, so I don't know if I will see her. Depends what happens with this visa situation and how long it takes us to get residency in a foreign country if need be. That was nice. I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it and um I don't know besides that I'm just uh hanging in there I'm hanging in I was thinking today about something kind of crazy I was realizing how adaptable I have become as a person like I am so good at this point at being able to just like readjust my entire life to an completely new focus. You know, one day my mom is alive and the next day, bam, she's dead. And I went to be able to adjust in a week. I mean, it's not that I got over it in a week, but it's like I was able to kind of accept this new reality. And that's where I am today. I'm in a place where I'm trying to accept the reality that this green card isn't going to happen anytime soon. And um, I think I'm adapting pretty well to this idea. In fact, I, I can even be excited and happy about it at times. Yeah, I, I am just really adaptable at this point because I've had so much change in my life for the past couple of years that how could I not be? I would be in trouble if I wasn't super adaptable. And thank God I have learned to be adaptable. But really the thing about being adaptable is... The only way to get good at it really is to just fucking practice, to find yourself in situations where your whole life gets turned upside down, you know, and most of the time we don't ask for those things to happen. They just happen. And then, you know, we have to adjust. And certainly people who have been through more upheavals in their life have learned to be more adaptable than people whose lives are pretty steady, constant most of their lives. And um, some of my adaptability has come because of choice of being the kind of person who wants to travel a lot and adapt to new cultures and situations. And uh, some of it has come not by choice, like uh, not getting a green card or having your mom die, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just something I was reflecting about myself. And um I'm proud of myself. I'm proud because uh, I'm kind of a sensitive person deep down. I am actually in my soul quite a sensitive person. And I think it can be harder as a sensitive person to be adaptable. But somehow I have accomplished adaptability. That's one point for me. Maybe more like 10. And I was also thinking about like how there are other things in life that the only way to really accomplish them and to be good at them is just practice. I mean, that's a lot of the things in life. But um, this thing I'm thinking about in particular is something that like is really hard because it's facing your fears in order to improve your mental health. And that thing that I'm talking about 
is social anxiety. This can go for other kinds of anxiety too, and like panic. Sometimes exposure therapy really is the only way to completely get over something. Social anxiety is one of these things that exposure therapy really is the key to overcoming it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about social anxiety because it's something that I have struggled with I would say my adult life. I was not really a socially anxious child. It developed some point in my teenage years. And um, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. Like if I think about all my mental health issues, for me, like social anxiety is kind of down on the list. I mean, it does affect my daily life, but it's not something that like I necessarily have to face all the time. And maybe that's just me being avoidant. But it's also having to do with um, getting better at it with age. It has really improved with age. I would say my biggest struggles with it were probably like in my mid-20s maybe and my teenage years. I think being in a lot of social situations and traveling all over the world and meeting a lot of people and that kind of stuff has really helped my social anxiety to a degree. And there's some other things too. And that's what we're going to get into today. How to cope with social anxiety. My first tip is this. The thing about social anxiety and a lot of anxiety in general can be that it's really triggered by your thoughts and not necessarily reality. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times we are anxious as people because we think that other people are judging us. And the truth of the matter is they probably aren't. And maybe they are. But the reason why you probably think they're judging you is because you are ultimately judging yourself. And possibly you also have judgments about other people who are socially anxious. Because... When you see somebody act socially anxious, it reminds you of yourself and you start thinking, oh my God, do I look like that? Do I shake? Do I get anxious? Do I say stupid things like that person does? I must be dumb like that. You kind of project it back on yourself, your own judgment of other people. But the reality is most people really think about themselves. And they're not even thinking about you. Like you're at a party and there's a bunch of people. You say something to someone and then it replays in your head. And you think, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. That was so dumb. Or can they see that I look socially anxious? And probably they can't. They're probably thinking either the same thing about themselves or they're thinking about something else that they have to do or God knows what else they're thinking, but there's a lot of thoughts a person can have and probably it's not about you. And the thing is, if it is about you, maybe that's okay. I don't know about you, but if I see somebody who's socially anxious, maybe the first thoughts I think of are like, oh my God, that person looks a little silly. I can see they're socially anxious. How awkward. And it makes me feel kind of cringe inside because I can relate to it. Ultimately, the feeling I'm actually left with is like, wow, this person is endearing. I relate to them. I feel their pain, their struggle. Yeah, you know, I find it actually endearing. I find it actually appealing. So maybe that's how other people are seeing you. Maybe they have a judgment and they reflect that back on themselves. But ultimately, 
They find it endearing. They find it charming. They find it relatable. So I think that's just something that's really important to understand when you are feeling socially anxious, that not only are people probably not thinking about you, but if they are thinking about you, it's A, it's really about themselves. They're judging you because they judge themselves. Or B, they're actually finding it relatable and appealing. And I think it's easy to forget that. It's easy to think people are just judging you and being assholes in their brain and they're gonna not like you or whatever, but it's not true. Just because you're socially anxious doesn't mean that you aren't loved and that you aren't appealing or charismatic as the next person. It might even increase that to a degree. Depends on the person you meet and how relatable they find it. It's just so easy to forget that. And if you forget that, then these anxious thoughts that you have sort of compound on themselves and make you more and more anxious. So the best strategy for overcoming social anxiety really is to challenge these negative thoughts. And how do you do that? Well, my number one strategy for challenging negative thoughts is always to do this. Record yourself in your voice recorder on your phone, saying positive statements about yourself that are the opposite of whatever negative thoughts you have. So if you think, I look stupid, I look silly, people are judging me. Instead, you record yourself saying, I look interesting, I look confident, nobody cares what I'm doing, nobody is judging me. And when you find yourself judging other people, also think nice things about them wow, that person is really interesting. They're really funny. They have a lot of nice things to say instead of they look awkward, they said something stupid or whatever. Because it's just so important to replace those negative thoughts, those negative judgments about yourself and other people with positive things. And listen back to those positive things until it becomes a habit to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Now, as we talked about in the beginning of this podcast, the best way to get over social anxiety is really to socialize and to be more comfortable socializing. But you can do it gradually. It's not that you have to throw yourself in the fucking shark den. You just um, gradually expose yourself to more and more situations that make you a little uncomfortable. And when you feel anxious and you feel negative, start to see the spiraling thoughts in your head. And this is when it's going to be very powerful to start replacing those negative thoughts. And eventually, when it becomes a habit and you become good enough at doing it and at socializing and realizing that it's not so bad to socialize, as long as I can wipe out these negative thoughts I'm having and these judgments, like, it's fine. You make it through it and you gradually get better and better until, I don't know, you're fucking socializing in a crowd of 10,000 strangers or whatever your goal is. One tip for when you are actually socializing, try just being in the moment. Just do some mindfulness. Your feet on the ground, feel your breath go in and out, observe the sounds you hear, observe what you see. That's going to ground you more in the present moment and get you out of your head. And that's important. And just listen to people. 
Listen to people and be interested in them. And if you get stuck for what to talk about with somebody, just ask them a question. People love to talk about themselves and asking questions is such an easy way to make conversation with somebody. Now, if you're the kind of person that sometimes struggles because your brain goes like totally blank when you're socializing or under stress, one thing that can help is to prepare some questions. Go online and search for fun conversation starters. And yeah, it can be a little awkward to go up to a stranger and be like, hey, um, do you like to listen to Taylor Swift? What kind of music do you like? If you want to go into it a little smoother, you can be like, oh, the music here is nice. What kind of music do you like? Make a comment about something related to what your question you're going to ask. You can come up with some scenarios. It's not that hard to do. Find the list of conversation topics, then think about whatever scenario you're going to be in and think about, okay, I'm standing next to a stranger at a buffet table. Make a comment. Wow, that chicken looks good. Do you like chicken? Easy peasy. That's such a good strategy for making conversation with somebody. Comment, question. That is a really good way to just develop conversational skills. And um, in general, when you're trying to make small talk, if you run out of things to say with somebody, just ask a question. Glide into that question with a comment if you can. It makes it a little smoother. But um, yeah, that's that's my general advice for how to beat social anxiety. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people. It has certainly helped me. The last thing I'm going to say about social anxiety is I have found medication somewhat helpful for social anxiety, but not like specifically helpful, if that makes sense. Like I take meds for just general anxiety disorder and I find that it helps me with social anxiety because my anxiety is all over the place. But I've never like specifically been treated for social anxiety because I have so many other anxieties and other disorders that, you know, come to the forefront first. But um, it has been helpful as far as helping me relax and oh, not overthinking things too much. So if you really, really struggle and your life is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller because you're isolating yourself, because you're afraid of social anxiety, it's always best to seek professional help. And they're going to guide you through how to really do this exposure therapy in a good way. How you can do it in a way that doesn't even necessarily feel like exposure therapy because it's so gradual. Alrighty, folks, that's all I have to say for today. As always, you can reach out to me at perfectlypodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Bye 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 bye